God of grace and mercy, give us grace to see the light and to believe. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Be seated, please. There's a lot in our readings today about identity, about how God sees us versus the world. In our Old Testament, we hear of Samuel being directed by God to go and find God's anointed king. And so Samuel does go, and there he meets the first of Jesse's sons and assumes by his stature he's the one because he looks so good. But God says, no, I've rejected him. For the Lord doesn't see as mortals see. They look on outward appearances, but the Lord looks on the heart. And so it was that Samuel went through all of Jesse's sons and none of them that came before him were the ones God chose to anoint. He says, is there another one? And sure enough, there's another one. The family doesn't even conceive as being in the running. It's off tending the sheep. And when he comes forth, God says, this is my chosen one. God chooses unusual folks. If you think of all of his disciples, they aren't who we in the natural would think would be his leaders. They aren't, according to the world, the, the virile and the strong. They're often a bit odd in some way. But it's in the heart that God is concerned with those who will follow and lead. And then we hear in our gospel all about this man who has been given sight and lots of conversation about how God sees him versus how these men see him, how the Pharisees see him. And again, God is concerned with the heart. And I think that the epistle is where I want to land in and focus in on how it is that we are people of the light, children of the light, that through our death in baptism and being raised again, because that's what actually happens, a spiritual death in baptism, that's why they once would actually immerse, so you got the full feeling of having died and being brought back to life. There's a reason that we give every godparent or older adult who's baptized a candle because it's a mark of their new identity in Christ. You are no longer children of darkness, but you are now children of light. We are clothed in light. I would say we are disciples of light, the light of Christ. But I would imagine that you don't walk around thinking of yourself that way very possibly. 
So my hope today is to awaken you to your true identity through your baptism, that you are in fact raised from the dead into Christ, and that he will shine through you. As we live as children of light, he will bear the fruit of light, which is true and good and right. And how well we reflect that is where we focus our thoughts on what is true and right and good. Does that ring true? Does that, does that remind you of scripture? Think of what is good, honorable, and right. Cast off the works of darkness. Cast off, as we talked about in Bible study, the nonsense of gossip and all of that that distracts and detracts. And as we do that, as we make those daily choices, moment-by-moment choices to turn to the light, we will reflect what we focus on. One of the early church fathers, as a spiritual exercise, commended folks to read through the uh, Decalogue, which we've been reciting at the beginning of each service. Next week, we'll take it a little slower. Got kind of fast today. I was having a hard time digesting. What are we confessing? But to spend time with that and to really ponder, maybe as a Sabbath practice, Am I honoring the Lord thy God with all my heart, mind, and soul? Not as a point to beat yourself up, but just as a corrective. To say, what's one way, Lord, I could do this differently? Maybe it's to put you first every morning. To say, thank you, God, for this day. Or maybe there is another commandment that you struggle with that you might invite God into that struggle and say, help me to raise up and to live this more truly as you've given me. Help me to correct my course because that is the very nature of what God intends for us, that we might be children of light. For that is our true condition, but it was not at birth. The fact is, is that we were born into darkness, ignorant of God. And the reality is, is that someone in our world came along and told us about the light. I've been sharing stories with my mom of late, and she was telling me recently of this woman that grew up down the, she grew up this, down the street from. It was a Methodist. And she was the Sunday school teacher at her church, and she would come and pick my mom and her brother up every Sunday, like clockwork, and take them to the Methodist church. And taught them the ways, first taught them about the love of God, and then told them about what Jesus did for them, and taught them the stories of the way. That one act of love and sharing the light has impacted so many. For my mother raised us up in the church. She didn't care which church. We did have a particular church we went to, but she made sure we went to lots of different churches to know that there's lots of different ways that Christ refracts his light. But the point is, go for Christ 
follow that light. She went on to be a leader in the presbytery for her whole region of South Texas. And I think, gosh, what would have been missed had she not followed the light that was shared with her, if it hadn't been shared with her, period. Chances are good that my sisters and I would not have been the strong followers of Christ that we are. It's a mystery, and yet it is so beautiful and strong that if it were not some, for someone sharing the light with you or I, we would still be in the dark. And the truth is, sad to say, that there are still plenty still in the dark, even in this city, which every now and then God has to wake me up to because I forget. When I hang out with all of you, I think everybody knows the light like you do. And then it takes me going into the juvenile justice system with Beth Rogers to meet a snotty-nosed teenager to realize when I tell her that God loves her, that's new news to her. She had only heard of it two weeks before. And I say, oh my goodness, this is, a this is a tragedy. That's why every one of our hope signs has on the back of it, God loves you. So we can get that message out, right? But even so, once the light has been revealed to us, we have these daily we have an initial choice of are you going to receive the light? Are you going to be one to identify with the light and to walk in the light? Or are you going to follow the darkness? I had the occasion to meet with ministers and the police this week, and we brought in some experts to talk about cyberbullying and suicide because three young women have killed themselves in the last number of months here in this city, which is a tragedy. And we were asking, how does this work? And one of the psychologists, a child psychologist, said, it's important to know that what happens is that the child's identity, their existential matter for belonging, their identity is at question. And they don't know who they are so they began to identify with the bullying. And the bully defines who they are rather than them being clear on their identity in Christ as children of light. Do you see the importance of them knowing that truth? And so they fall prey to a bully who, in fact, has a sickness that they have found their identity to be one where they get their fulfillment out of being mean to someone else. And so it goes. And one of the things that God has put on my heart is to call our city leaders, you as believers, there are so many sitting in the pews in our churches across this city that have this light. And there's a reason that in Ephesians, when it talks about putting on the armor of Christ, that it says, and stand, and stand firm with the full armor of Christ on. Sometimes I think I've got to go run and do, but sometimes it's just us standing in unity that can make the biggest difference. 
And so it was that I called forth people from the college and people from the police and the mayor's office and various groups and our own members to come and stand around the kids on Thursday night as we gathered to try and birth new entrepreneurs to give kids a hope for their future. And so we had folks come out with signs that said, I believe in you and I have a hope for your future. Because what we know is that if children know that one other adult besides their own family believes in them and is there for them, it can change the trajectory for their life. It can keep them out of prison. We all need to know somebody believes in us. It's not a lot of skin off our shoulder, right? And I believe that we have the opportunity to be ones to call together the community to stand and stand firm around our children, the most vulnerable, as I talked about the muskox, right? They gather around the most vulnerable. And in doing that, what kind of message does it send to bullies? But that you can't have them. They're gods. And we're standing between the bullying and them. You may not think of yourselves as bearer of lights. I don't think that Benny really thought of herself as that until this week. Friends gathered to honor her as a woman who's made history. And I was blessed to give thanks for her through invocation at two occasions in which I was giving thanks to God for the gifts he's put in her and that she didn't squander them, but that she put them to use for his glory, that he gave her this heart for him, that somebody had told her about the love and light of Christ, and that she'd chosen to believe and then to pass that on, and that he had given her eyes to see the possibility and potential in people. I gave thanks for the gift of tenacity that he had given her, and actually I quite honestly see very much a part of this congregation, and an ability to speak the truth in hard places. I went on to thank God for how he had made Benny, and I thank him for how he's made each of you overcomers. From whatever circumstances life throws at you, he's there with you in and through the hardest of it to help you overcome, to be stronger and to live into the fullness of who he has made you to be. And that you can know every trial that he sends your way is part of his strengthening the muscle for who he means for you to be. I thank God that Miss Benny and each person here have unique gifts for particular purposes in the body of Christ. I'm so glad that Benny didn't give up when life's trials hit her, but that she pressed on. For she was one that helped to start calm. Think of all the kids that wouldn't have been educated otherwise. And this congregation is full of people who have made that kind of impact in this area. 
the beautiful thing is that God desires that we have abundant lives free from bondage and slavery. And that he actually wants to partner with you and I as children of light. That we are ones to help to usher in the kingdom of peace. That peaceable kingdom where the lion and the lamb rule together. Unlikely partners, unlikely. And yet... That is the picture of what we're working towards. It seems unlikely right now in the current climate in which we are in, but as ones who are children of light, we have the opportunity and we have the power through God to usher in that peaceable kingdom. We do it because we have a tenacious hope and a trust in Christ. And that his plans are bigger than our limitations and our circumstances. In fact, Miss Benny is very proof of that reality. For I find it ironic that God would use a woman of color to usher in education all throughout this region. He used a woman of color who not all that long ago would have been forgiven the forebearers as slaves were forbidden to study. For it was said that knowledge was dangerous and so the slave owners would not let the slaves read because they knew that knowledge was dangerous and liberating. And so who would God use but Miss Benny? to press on with perseverance, to not only mentor many a young woman. I heard countless people this week stand up and say, thank you, Miss Benny, for believing in me. One's uh, an attorney, one's an engineer, one's a pharmacist. Women the world would say could not have been that. Our own Raquel, he has she has encouraged. We see you could be an engineer. Not letting the world's limitations and darkness hold captive, but rather to speak truth and light and love and encouragement. That is how God has used Miss Benny. That is how God is using many of you to be an integral part of unleashing and helping spread opportunity and light as so many discover and have access to dangerous knowledge, to the truth of the love of Christ. I gave thanks to God that Miss Benny chose to be a servant of God, and I give thanks that each of you make a choice to be that servant to ensure that no matter the person's socioeconomic race or creed, that they not be prevented from learning, from accessing, from knowing the love of Christ and all that they are meant to become. And so it is that I think Miss Benny is just one example of how you all are reflecting the light in the, of Christ in the world. And I give God glory and honor for that. 
So when you are tempted to give in, when life's trials are throwing them doubt at your mind, I encourage you to persist, to call out for prayer, to stay connected to this body, that you might come and live into the fullness of all that God has for you, that we might have juicy fruit is what I would call it, that we might bear juice, juicy fruit in Christ. One of the ways we're doing that is through Lemonade Day, where we are encouraging people to mentor young people in learning how to make their way in the skills of owning their own business. Now, some of my colleagues question, what does that have to do with Jesus? But I think it has everything to do with Jesus and that we teach them we believe in you enough to spend time with you and to love you and to teach you these skills so that you might reflect God's glory out in the world. Well, the other night as we gathered at Blocker, one of the, the police officer, Dr. Uh, police officer Heard, who is the PR person, was there and he had his daughter with him and I said, oh, are you gonna have her sign up? And he said, I really, I don't have time to do this with her. I work 70 hours a week. And she was so excited. And I could see the pain on his face. And I said, then I will be her mentor. I'll stand for her. I'll walk with her. I'll make sure she gets this. And to see the relief on his face and the joy in hers was everything. And I'd forgotten to mention that earlier that afternoon, I'd asked God, and I'm going to ask him now for you, to put on your heart one person that you might speak words of life into, that you might be an encourager to, to say, I believe in you, and I see all that God has for you, and it's more than where you are. And I'm going to keep walking with you. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't even an hour later I got my assignment. It was this little precious girl. And it won't be that much that I'll put out, but I know that God will bear much more through it. And so I pray that God will show you who it is that you are to be the light to, to reflect Christ's light to, to encourage to pray for, to pour into, to invest in their knowledge of the love and light of Christ. So that we might be Christ bearers light and bring him glory in this city. And so finally, I'm going to say this prayer. God, give us hope that through you, the peaceable kingdom will someday be a reality in Texas City and Lamarck and that it will reach far beyond all of us, but that we will boldly step out in courage to partner with you. For your glory's sake, amen.